Okay. Your handwriting is still the same. Right? It doesn't move. So, Did you say in mediocre? Yeah. What? what? Good. Why? Okay. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna read <laughs> read what I wrote. Uh, so it's delicacies, beautifying of the garments, of the clothes, the cleaning of the garments, then beautiful vessels, and the good wine in the precious vessels. Those are the five things that he described that a joyous servant, a joyous servant, would stand out in contrast with a simple servant. Okay, that that's the whole nekuda that he is. The whole nekuda, the whole point that he's making now in the minor is how if they are both servants, meaning they do not have this relationship like a son. So what? How is he a? a, a why is he a joyful servant? So he started explaining he's a joyful servant because he identifies with the goal, he appreciates the greatness of the master, etc., etc. Those are the things that are written in the Mimer. And his, how is Avodas Hashem going to express itself? So he gave an example. Well, like a, a, a servant who's going to serve delicacies to his master, he's going to beautify the garments of his master, clean the garments, he's going to make beautiful vessels, Making sure that the vessels, all the cutlery and the and the, no, there was another word, well, there's a, like the, not the cutlery, the cutlery. No, no. Yeah. Utensils. Utensils. Yeah. yeah, but there was another word. Okay, you know, like all the silverware and etc. etc. Whatever. Yeah, maybe the china. Why not? Um, so that they should all be well in good shape and beautiful, and he's going to pour him good wine in a precious vessel, and the Rebbe Rashab right away goes on to explain what he means by giving this metaphor. Because, of course, since he is the one, the Rebbe Rashab, the author of this mimer, he is giving this metaphor with his idea already in the back of his mind. Meaning, he already first defined the kind of avoidas Hashem, the kind of divine worship that would exist by a Jew who would have this statue of a joyful servant. He has already this image in his head. What kind of Jew do I see in front of my head? And then he gives the example to describe the Jew. But as soon as he gives the example, he says, let me explain to you why I gave this example. You get it? It's an interesting part in the Mimer because it's like when you read it in the Mimer, it sounds like as if he's explaining a text from somewhere else. Like he's saying, the yesh leimar, one can explain that what does it mean, beautiful vessel? Like, what do you mean? You, you're the one that said the mushal. It's like, you're explaining yourself? Okay, so no, he's not explaining himself. By the way, I know that, okay, maybe not here. Samachvam, no, Samachvam, no, Samachvam was written. Okay, Samachvam was written. But know that sometimes if you, if you find a kind of a double negative where you think it should be only a simple negative in a sentence or the kind of things in Mamarim that sometimes in Hebrew are a little bit... Uh, it's because, because Mamarim was said in Yiddish. So, in a lot of time, the Hebrew translation is actually a translation of Yiddish. So, for example, in Yiddish, you do have the double negative. Like, there's nothing else but... So, 
and so on and so on, which in, in Hebrew usually you don't speak that way because actually you go come. There was a sentence in this moment where we also were struggling with that. But anyway, just uh, completely off topic. What I was getting to is the following. So now today, before you start Chavusha, I want you to finish these five things and I want to explain them to you. Okay, they are in the text. We could read them in the text. What makes it difficult to read it in the text, and that's why I'm going to prefer not to read necessarily the whole thing in text, because what makes it difficult to read it in the text is because he is going to use a lot of parentheses and also a lot of um, references, like saying, oh, this, this is like this, like it says over there and over there, and the parentheses meaning over A, B, C, and reference. So it, it doesn't make the reading necessarily easy. So uh, I want to use this class to explain what he says. He says the following. The first one we did last week already. What does it mean? What does the metaphor of he's serving delicacies refer to? So he explained. A joyful servant is someone who is going to refine make refines because that that's that that is the definition of delicacies in regard to simple food what is the difference well it's more refined so delicacies goes about the fact that his avodas hashem will be all about refinement what is he going to refine well a his human character b materialism in general that he is going to be in in touch with any materialism that he is going to be in touch with, he is going to refine. Meaning he's not going to give in in his tithes. A joyful servant is someone who is going to be very, very aware of the fact that materialism as such is a, has a very crass existence and is only worth the while if it is put in a context of something that helps divine worship. If not, it's just not necessary. Just not necessary. So I'm only here because I want to make Hashem. I'm serving Hashem. Yeah, I'm serving Hashem. So he's not. So he explained right away, but one second. Not giving in in all the tithes, isn't that something that even a simple servant would do as well? So he said, yeah, but a simple servant would do it because he would just know that it would that it's not right not to do it. Get it? So he would do it because he has to. While a joyful servant would do it because he, does, because he feels it. He understands it. He wants it. He does not want to study himself with things that are counterproductive. Like, how is that going to advance me? There was once a chassid who said, it's not necessarily that I don't desire to do Averot. I just don't know when I would do them. <laughs> Meaning, like, like, here you do this, and here you do like, when exactly are you supposed to do Averot? Uh, no, not because he's of, meaning he's so interested in building this other thing yeah. that I wouldn't even know when to get around it. I'm so, my life is so full in a positive way and in a happy way. I even, 
Like, the question is not, do I want it or not? Like, even if I would want it, I wouldn't even know when to do it because I'm already so... Do you know who said that? No. So, okay, so that's the one. By the way, number one, we already discussed last class. So number two, what is number two? He makes him beautiful dresses, garments. Okay. So to understand that, we have to understand two concepts. First concept. First concept. Mitzvahs are called garments. Now what is very important to know, okay, no, okay, no, scrap that. Mitzvahs are called garments. Now, it says in, in, in Torah, in Navi, it says, there is such a thing as the black garments, the black clothes. Al bishamayim kaderis. Who says that? Kadros. It's, it's in a Navi. I don't remember the exact reference. Now, if clothes are mitzvahs, then what does it mean black clothes? Because there it means kadras, black like obscure. Wow, how can you have obscure mitzvahs? A mitzvah is always a positive mitzvah now. So there are two things that can be that a mitzvah becomes obscure, although it is a mitzvah. One is, the one thing we can do is that the person also does averis in his life. This is what makes them... Then the the mitzvos, although they were garments of holiness, but since the person together with mitzvos also does averus, what happens then is that the holiness that he drew upon himself by the accomplishing the mitzvah actually will end up giving kedusha, will give giving up force. Energy, highest vital energy, to klipos, to the forces that are opposed to Kedusha. Why? Because it's in the person. Meaning, when a person, he does a mitzvah, he does a mitzvah. So he brings that Kedusha in himself. But since he's still very much vested, rooted in unholiness, Unholiness can tap in this energy that holiness arrives to. It's an interesting thing, but it's... I don't know if it's a good analogy, but maybe like an inmate got money, but you have cellmates. You can't keep it for yourself. So yeah, you got money, but other criminals got too. So the money is maybe the positive, but you're still in prison. So they're like cellmates around you. And then now they received from it as well. Now actually, you shouldn't be in prison. Like, that's your doing. Yeah, she had a question. For I know this idea is a little difficult for us to understand. But actually, I don't know why I went for prison. I can also find an example of biology, yes, I can find an example of biology. I'm sorry, I'm going to use an example from cancer. Uh, one of the there is a, there is 
the, one of the treatments of cancer is hormonal treatments. Everybody knows more about, people know more about chemo and radiotherapy, but one of the treatments of cancer is hormonal treatments. What are, what are hormonal treatments? Actually, the hormonal treatments are anti-hormonal treatments. Because certain types of cancers feed off regular hormones, being estrogen or testosterone or whatever. They feed off it. Now the body produces it. Now the body produces it, well, it's good. It's for the body. It's a, it's a natural hormone. Yeah, true. But it does happen also to feed the tumor. So one of the treatments that is also done by medicines is, is that you close off that hormone. You make an anti-hormone. It's called hormonal treatment, but in most cases it's anti-hormone. Which probably has shock side Exactly. That's why it's a whole treatment. Because you try to make the person's patients just still be in balance, but which, by, by closing like the faucet of that hormone, so basically starving the tumor. You're starving it because it's feeding it, it's feeding off that hormone. So imagine the person would, instead of starving the hormone, would actually take this a hormonal supplement. Oh my, if you take a hormonal supplement, yeah, but it's a hormone that gives me more. Because of the cancer, a person is feeling weak. This hormone gives me highest. <laughs> um, yeah, but you got a problem there, you see. Because at the same time, it's giving you energy. It is also feeding the tumor. So, yeah, like, so how do I do that I should receive vital energy from it, but not the tumor? Yeah, that is a problem. It's very difficult because once it's in your body, you can't like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry if I give references that are really, really uncomfortable, but, but they have the merit of being very vivid. Yeah. What's better, dark garments or no garments? That is a very tricky question. You see, see we, we talked about cancer, so there the answer was simple. Just close the fuck. So anyone should ask, okay, so no more mitzvahs. <laughs> is that so no more mitzvahs? Yeah, exactly. It's not how it works. And the whole thing of mitzvahs, is, by the way, this was a taina that non-Lubavish groups had. Because it's written in Sfarim, without this whole chassidah saying, that the Rosha, the Ebesh, tells him, why do you, why do you even talk, talk about Torah? You're only desecrating it by, by having a, a, a contact with it. Like, yeah, but if you, we believe that. No, we don't believe that. So why? Because we say like this, it's, like, it's very interesting, but this is a side question, by the way. But we say is because it eventually will make will bring the person to do tshuva. Meaning, what is your problem? He's doing averus. Okay, you're saying as he's doing averus, if he does mitzvahs, it will give also vital energy to the clippers. Yes, it will. But if he won't do mitzvahs, then he will always stay in the clippers, and the clippers will have vital energy from his neshama, anyways. It's not that. So it's not like the treatment thing where you can. Cut it off. Uh, by not doing a virus. So what so one second, well, interesting. So one second, you have, to, you have to understand, we have to understand. We're talking about beautifying garments. So the joyful servant, according to this explanation, does garments, meaning mitzvahs, in a beautiful way, says the Rebrashab, what do I mean by that? Making sure that there is no virus. Because then the garments will not be beautiful anymore because they will become blackened. By the clippers, by the tumor that is going to, like, clutch onto it. Yeah, 
to receive the highest of it. That's ideal, but if you just if you have a, if you are doing mitzvahs, then you're just giving more and more chayes to the klipas to feed off of. Yeah. So why As, isn't like trying to starve the avirus or the klipas? Why isn't that? Because they are st- no, because actually they, you can't starve them because they they the yid has the Jew has a neshama. They always have what to feed off. See, that's where the the, the, the the parallel with the tumor is not correct because the tumor can actually be a tumor only feeds off as a, again certain types of home only feeds off uh, a certain type of hormones and with that case you completely shut that hormone down and a person then it does not have what to feed off anymore but but so here clippers will they'll feed on a person's neshama yeah but when he does mitzvahs they'll feed even or more true but on the other hand, if he doesn't do mitzvahs, he'll never get better. So that's the beginning. But sure, sometimes he like, in a way, goes down. But here, the beautiful, we have to stay on track. The beautiful garment is talking about the joyful servant. Meaning, what does it mean? So what, the simple servant makes Averis? Well, here, here you see, here we have a tricky part. Because, be, be, yeah. Because we said before that the, the faithful, that the simple servant still does everything by the book. So, I, I've, I've, actually, I did like break my head on this part. Uh, I went backwards and forwards. I'm, I'm not sure. There's something that is not clear, and I did think that is why the Rashab also right away afterwards proposes an alternate explanation right afterwards. But it's still the fact that he proposes an alternate explanation still doesn't answer. Okay, but he gave the first explanation. So he still. No, no, he doesn't. Why, why, is my, why is my question? My question is, like, you're saying that the joyful servant is the one who has beautiful garments, meaning he's doing mitzvahs and not averes. Aha, uh-huh. so by contrast, the simple servant is someone who does do averes. But one second, I went back. I said, no, he described the, the simple servant as someone who is completely bottled. He might not be happy about it. So the garments are not dirty or Oh, they're not beautiful. Or no, but if you say that the dirty, if you say that the dirty is because of Averis, yeah, and no, that only the joyful servant has beautiful garments, meaning there's no dirt because there's no Averis, oh, that means Wait. that the simple servant does have Averis. A mitzvah is a, is a garment. Yeah. What adds the beauty? By not doing, By not doing Averis. <coughs> Why can't they... So the, there's no such thing as just a garment. Like a plain garment? Actually, a mitzvah say is a plain garment. Okay. And then a navera will put dirt on it. Right. So, why can't... So, they... so this joyful servant makes sure they stay beautiful. And they are how beautiful. Do you, how do you add that beauty? By yeah. taking away, looking out that there should be no navera. should be done no. in the purest you way. Okay? Yeah. There's a plain garment. Yeah. You don't do any averas. No, say... That is it's what is called beautifying. Garment. By making sure that there's no avarice, no clippers that come close to it, that's, that's beautiful. If not, it's, it's not as beautiful. But my question, one thing still remains, sorry, my question still remains, because that would mean that since you're establishing the level of the joyful servant, so that would mean, in con- by contrast, the simple servant does do avarice, but there's no hint of that. Previously, when we spoke about the simple servant, we saw someone who is 100% committed to Hashem in everything. He doesn't sleep, he doesn't, you remember? He's like, just that he is miserable. Sorry. No, actually, he becomes an enemy because he doesn't want to feel anything, but in essence, he's miserable. So where's the Averis? So I've, I did break my head about it. I don't have a good answer. 
I don't. It could be what I suggest is that there is obviously sublevels and everything. That of course the simple servant that was described in this mimer, indeed, he also doesn't do averis. That's the way he described him. It's very clear, like that he's one hundred percent bottle today. Bishes there's no averis anywhere. But there can be another kind of a simple servant that does the necessary not to get in trouble. But he will still have a lot of avarice that will stick with him, but that he's going to pick up without unintentionally, if you want. Meaning, there's going to be a Lashon Hara here, a little bit of stealing there, a little bit of starting Shabbos too late, but, but it's all for good reasons. Is that his head is not in the game, his heart is not in the game, but he plays by the book. He, meaning, you can't fire him and you can't say he's a bad servant. But there's going to be, like, how does, there's a Rashi in the beginning of the, the Torah section of Akev in Deuteronomy, in the beginning, where Rashi says there are, there are certain things that a person tramples on them. Just that. It's like you're doing a virus, but it's not even the intentional doing a virus. It's just not even noticing or caring enough. So it's a suggestion that I'm giving that within simple servant, that he described the simple servant that we saw, the one that is like 100%, like barely sleeping at night. You remember that passage? You remember the guys? You remember the passage where it says, like, barely sleeping at night because of the yoke of his? master on him. That is like the extreme of the simple servant. But there can be a less from, if he's far from, not, not from, far from. Well, actually, not English far from. Because like, if, it, if it's English far from, then it's far. Far is far. So, no, far from means, um, I don't know how you say that in English. Extremely zealous. There can be a simple servant who is not so extremely zealous. But he does what he has to do. Shulchan sometimes people call them. I keep Shulchan I do what I have to do. It could be that a person picks up a virus, but it's not intentional. It's just because, you know, those are kind of things that no one cares. Well, actually, Hashem does, but, but it becomes an acceptable thing. But, but... I suspect that is why the Rebbe Rashab right away proposes an alternate explanation to his beautiful garments. And just, I don't, okay, girls, I, I need you to, to follow with me, bear with me. It's very interesting. The Rebbe Rashab explains something and then he says, or, like, one second, what do you mean, or? You're the one who gave the metaphor. What did you think when you gave the metaphor? You get it? Like, He's talking as if he's discussing someone else's text. He says, huh, this is interesting. Okay, let's try and understand what this means. Uh, you, you wrote it? Like, what did you mean? Like, you imagine the, the Rebbe Rashab is the author, and he's like, okay, 
Let's discuss the author intention. <laughs> you're funny. I, you're, you're the author. Like, where is nothing to discuss? Just tell us what you thought. So when the Rebbe Shab is saying, beautiful garment, meaning he does mitzvahs, not of Eret, or maybe one could also say, what do you mean, or, what is it, Pesos? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what is or? What, who, who are you talking to? Like, what did you mean? But he's giving over Pesos. Yeah, but, it's, but he gave the marshal. He gave the marshal having in mind a Jew who is a joyful servant. You understand? It's the other way around. He didn't open up a book of the butler's hand guide, right? And say, okay, let's see how I can make a Avodah Hashem out of this butler's hand. No, he thought about a Jew who is Avodah Hashem, Torah Mitzvah. And then he said, you know what, guys? I'll give you a marshal. Imagine a servant. And then he gives a marshal. And he says, now I'll tell you what I meant. A man, beautiful garments, that he makes mitzvahs, doesn't do our favors. Oh, one could also say, what, 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 you get it? So, I think that where it goes is that the Rebbe Rashad is, since it's joyful, in contrast with simple, well, it depends what kind of simple we're referring to. If we're referring to a simple servant who can even do a well, then the joyful servant is someone who doesn't even do affairs. Now, if we're talking about a simple servant, simple, that does not do affairs, well, then the joyful has to be higher than that. You follow the reason? If even a simple one doesn't do affairs, then you can't say the beautiful garments of the joyful one is that he doesn't do affairs. Duh, even a simple servant doesn't do affairs. And by the way, the simple servant that you described in your text did not do Averis. It's like, you describe someone who is completely bottled, who is completely mercutial to the cause, and then you say, ah, oh, there's a higher level, there's a joyful servant. Yeah, yeah, what does he do? Oh, he doesn't do Averis. Huh? What? One second. The simple one also didn't do Averis. You get it? So, so there he comes and gives an alternate explanation. And in that case, the joyful servant is higher in something else. Do we know it's totally original? Because like the author who wrote Pisania and wrote in the beginning that it's original. Original. It's 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 original. Like he is explaining those relationships and he brings examples. Well, like before, he brought the example of the sun. Well, can you say the marshal was more of like a prophetic experience that like he received the right. marshal? And ah, to yeah, okay. Like, right. I could go down that road. I, I don't think you have to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so now knowing that like the mitzvahs feed the klipa, yeah. you also do a veros, why would I want to do a mitzvah then knowing that I'm feeding the klipa? A, and B, it's so like, um, it's such like an all or nothing thing then. Like the only way for the mitzvah to actually be good and not be clip is by not doing any of it. Because you see, this is where the difference with the treatment, okay, where the tumor goes. Because you talk, we see, we're talking about garments and beautiful garments, meaning that they are not covered up in dirt. Averis cover them up in dirt, meaning that the clippers will hatch onto it. But the why? Fact, How, why are they connected? I don't get why they're connected. Because energy is energy. 
energy is money. If you have it, it can be stolen. So the more money I have, the more money can be stolen of me. Yeah, I guess. And since, and when a person does Averis, the person invites the thief. But there, so there's no idea that doing a mitzvah, regardless of Averis, is like, like feeds good energy. It does feed good energy. When, I, when we say it feeds clippers, we don't mean exclusively. No. Right, but well, we mean how can both simultaneously happen? Money. It's enough money. There's enough electricity. Whatever reference you want to go with. But I true. I don't know how something can feed good and feed bad at the same time. Again, energy. You think about an energy. Energy is energy. Anybody connects to the energy. What? Like if, if, if two people are plugged into the same outlet, okay, they're both going to have a conversation. One is talking Torah, the other one is talking Lashon Hara. How can the same outlet animate Lashon Hara? But, but, the isn't talking but we're saying we still want the energy. Yeah, but, it's, but it's energy, but it brings energy. And, and, and Klipot, be, de, be it that they are anti-divine, they are still spiritual. They still hatch onto it. Just like, and here I'm going to come back, the paradox, I am going to come back to a tumor, just like a tumor is actually dead cells. The dead cells that are growing, which is interesting, because if there are dead cells, why are they growing? How can they become a mass? Because they are growing together as dead cells, but they are killing tissue all around them, because they are eating all around them. But they are dead cells, but they are feeding off healthy tissue and healthy cells. They are feeding off something. But they are in itself dead. See, it's, 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 so no, they're, they're alive. They're going through cells. In a way, it depends. It, it depends. We'll make biology. It depends what kind of. Some, some of them are alive, some of them are not. Depends how. Okay, it depends what kind of tumors we're it's talking about. It's this idea but, that those tumor cells are only surviving because they're feeding, like. Yeah, off 100%. Of... Actually, the dead, the dead cells are, are more difficult to treat because, indeed, they are, at that moment, they're not alive anymore. But here, let's come back to Kedush. The reason why we still do mitzvahs is because it's going to reveal my neshama. Although being. That true, it might, it might uh, um, also give koach to, to, to the klipot, but kedusha is stronger. So that's why always do a mitzvah. There's no such a thing in Torah that you tell a that you tell a, a, a Jew no first stop doing averes and then we'll consider you doing mitzvahs. Torah doesn't say that. Do always a mitzvah. Ah, but I'm still doing a mitzvah. No, no, I'm not not talking about the order of Mm -hmm. Hashem. I'm talking about condition. That uh, you're not allowed to do a mitzvah. But if that's the order, then... No, it's not not order in a way of exclusively. You're not allowed to. You shouldn't, etc., etc. It's the order, the proper order of things doing that with Hashem because of clippers, etc. Because if not, you might be running a little bit in circles. But eventually, you'll, you'll break out of it. Yeah. I heard also, I, I thought it was sourced in one of the Chabad Rabbis, maybe I'm wrong, that the Surmei Rabbah Seitov is turn away from even paying attention to the bad and like ignore that for now and then focus on doing good. Yeah, there is that. It came in one of the Chabad Rabbis. He said like this, that I think it's the middle Rabbis. <coughs> he said that 
the way to turn away from bad is by doing good. It's like, turn away from bad. So, well, I'm, I'm, should I should fight all my... No, actually, no, no. When you're turning just, toward the bad. By doing good, it's when you're turning toward the bad in this case. Yeah, in this case, you're still going to bring chayas, but, but the neshama is stronger. This is what, and we see it worked, by the way. It was a discussion. It, it was a discussion. Like, it's, just, it's still a difference between different outreach movements um, and, and Chabad, where other outreach movements are much more based on seminars. And let, first, you have to understand that and believe that God exists, and you have to believe that the Torah exists, and bring the person to commit to accepting the truth of Hashem and Torah, and then the person is going to commit to a Torah life. Not saying it doesn't work. They have their merit, and it's one approach, where it's more like, let's first go on the essence, and then we'll bring the person to mitzvah. The Rebbe's approach is, light shop with candles. I'm going to do one mitzvah, is this, that's going to change something. Try. And, one, and it worked, right? So, one mitzvah, and another mitzvah, another mitzvah. Ah, Clippers also received from it. But at the end, they lost. It doesn't matter the fact that momentarily they like receive more. Fine, it doesn't matter. The neshama receives even more than the more. Yeah. So could you say that um, like when you use the example of electricity, that like when you do a mitzvah, it produces the electricity, and it's, you're never going to say, I don't want electricity, because it can be you. Someone can talk on the phone for Lashon Hara, and someone can talk Torah, but you're, you yeah. want the electricity. Yes, I want the electricity, and my neshama will use it more because actually it, it's like whatever. It's like a program. It is more suitable to my neshama than to Lashon Hara. But we would never clippers. want to cut off, like never want to be like, okay, so now we're done doing mitzvahs because it can be used for bad because 100%. you need that initial power. Someone once wrote to the Rebbe that he's being asked repeatedly by a Chabad rabbi to put on tefillin, but he feels he's not holy enough to put on tefillin because he's not eating kosher, and he's not keeping Shabbat, etc., etc. And um, so Rebbe answered him that that kind of a reasoning is akin to a person saying, since I already lost one foot, I don't see why I should need the other foot. What's the point in having one if you can't have two? <laughs> okay, it's true, well, yeah, well, for, and then the Rebbe said, especially that you could have two. But even if the person says, I won't have the second foot, let's say that the person is adamant, saying, don't even try and talk me out of it. Hey, Shabbat is never going to happen, and Kashrut is never going to happen. Hey, so that's a fact. That's basically what he's writing to the Rebbe. That's a fact. Deal with it. Now, I want you to answer. Am I worthy enough? Can my mouth, who just ate shrimps and you name it, Say the bracha on tefillin. Am I worthy to put on tefillin? This is like not a desecrating kedusha. That's in his words. And the Rebbe says, no, it's just using one foot when for the moment you don't have the other one. The alternative would be let's cut off both foot. Like why is that more logical? Yeah. Could it be compared to someone giving to me giving tzedakah to another Jew, even though I don't know what that Jew is going to do with that tzedakah? He might go and use it for something to look after himself, or he might go and use it to... Yeah, 
Okay, here the, the analogy there is a little bit more. No. This you know that this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is because you don't know. I agree. You see, what Maya said, it's the point. No, you're not allowed. One second, as the mitzvah, no, as the mitzvah, or as the, no, you're not allowed because you're not allowed to hurt someone. Not allowed to hurt someone. Yeah, it's not the same because we don't care so much about the clipper that is being created. Created, since eventually the neshama will yeah. prevail. Understand? It's like we look at it as temporary. We look at it as, as temporary. But, however, a person that does mitzvah, so he brings dirty clothes to the king. At the end, they will be clean. He will do tshuva and his mitzvah will prevail, his neshama will prevail. But he did bring dirty clothes to the king. Whereas a joyful servant, right in the beginning, he only brings Beautiful garments to the king. I, 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 I don't know if you were first or if she was first. Go so on. is there an effect of just the mitzvah feeding into klipa? Like, does that part have an effect? It, it might have an effect on the person. But again, the neshama feeds off even more. So it's nullified <laughs> by... It's... Like... So it's not nullified. So it's a complete setting. Okay, I, it's, it's beyond the scope of this. It's not nullified, but it's a kind of acceptable evil, not necessary. I feel like it's like weighing out pros and cons. Yeah, it's, it's an acceptable evil. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's acceptable. Fine, we'll do it. We'll do with it. Sure, it would be better. Uh, let, let's put it this way. If the person would do only Averis and never do mitzvahs, then the clippers would feed off his neshama. And they do. They feed off his neshama anyway. Does that mean feed off of his neshama? His neshama is a holy spark, is energy in itself. They are, a, a person is a nuclear reactor of divine energy. What does it mean feed energy. off of that? They, you mean that's, it's like understanding? It's like everything's not true, needs some truth to exist, right? So like, when you have an idea that's like not the truth, but there's a spark of truth inside of it, which makes it believable. It's like the neshama... Is creating the is allowing the kliba to sustain itself? Yeah, the, 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 it's not my neshama, my individual soul, or someone's individual soul. It is the system that was created. Klippas are spiritual entities, like bacteria are living organisms. They're they're alive. They're creatures. They're animals. Just that they're not pets. That you get along with. I mean, not all of them, at least. Uh, some of them are actually really nasty bugs. So, why? Because they are to kill everything. But what? They don't want to be alive? Well, it's, 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 bacteria, actually, are very familiar to clippers. They want to be alive, but they want so much to be alive that eventually they'll kill everything around them, including themselves. They are in a pa- on, on a path of self-destruction. It's just that... Somehow, they only self-destruct but that's it's not their goal. The bad ones, meaning like yeah. apoptosis is only like self-destruct in order to sustain itself. No, no, not self-destruct. They will eventually self-destruct by killing off. They won't have anything to live off anymore. They kill. They like if bacteria, all their all, all the healthy cells, all the healthy tissues, and then, and then they're gone. So <laughs> what? So why? A bit of food in the world. And then you'll die. 
Yeah, I know. Now, certain, now actually, certain yeah. ecology, certain ecology movements will say that actually human beings are very much a bacteria of planet Earth, but uh, that is a different Whoa. discussion. <laughs> it is. They'll say, well, what's the difference? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, does it work the other way around that if you do a virus and you have mitzvahs that you're also giving energy to the good side? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. When you do an Avera, yeah. you are giving good energy into the world. What? No, 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 no. Okay, I, I misunderstood. I misunderstood. Okay, Wait. say again. Say again. It's like I'm going exactly the opposite. What would be the opposite? Same way when you do a mitzvah that you have Averas, right? Then you're you giving energy, energy to the bad side, right? So when you do an Avera when you have mitzvahs, are you give, also giving some energy to the good Giving energy? negative energy. No. If you could but there's no positive energy from an Avera. But it feeds all of it. The mitzvah can't go through its own energy. Yeah, because the virus can trade on the energy. So yeah, if the good can lead the bad, then the bad can lead No, but Avera is going to make it black and white. No, no, no. There's no such a thing. No, no, no. There's no such a thing. One sec, one sec. No, there's no... no. There, there is no opposite, okay? We, we have to understand. There isn't, I don't understand the, the, the possibility of an opposite. A, a person went and did a mitzvah, lit Shabbos candles, respect, did Shabbos. When the person did that, did that mitzvah, the person like cashed in, created an energy. Cashed in divine energy. Person now has divine energy. When afterwards the person makes an Avera, it creates clippers that will now latch on to this extra. Instead of latching on only to the regular neshama that exists, it will latch on to that mitzvah also. Meaning, if you had not done that mitzvah, then the Avera would have only done with whatever basic energy you had inside of you. But now that you did this extra mitzvah, not extra as unnecessary, now that you did this mitzvah, so that mitzvah brought an extra energy in you, of which the clippers will now also feed. Because whatever energy is in you, when you do an Avera, you create clippers that are going to feed off it. Until you do tshuva, and tshuva is the antibiotic, biotics or whatever means of medicine you want to compare it to. Tshuva is when you get... A, 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 this out of your system. You cut them off. So what would be the opposite now? I'm asking if an Avera creates energy. No, but I want you to give a situation. To give, you see, I gave you a situation? Yeah. The person create respected uh, Chavez, and then a person went and eat, uh, ate narcotics. What about okay, I'm, I'm saying that yeah. Yeah. Um, it kills the bad cells. I'm saying that mitzvahs, Averas are the exact opposite of mitzvahs. The Averas are exact opposite of mitzvahs, yeah. So the same way a mitzvah creates a positive energy and Averas creates a negative energy. Creates clippers. That's what I said. Okay. And Avera creates the clippers. It doesn't create an energy the same no. way a mitzvah creates an energy. No. The energy that the Avera creates is the clippers, the spiritual entities. So I'm saying the same way that a, positive, a mitzvah creates a positive energy that the negativity can latch onto, my question is, does an Avera create a negative energy that a positive mitzvah can latch onto it? No, 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 impossible. Because, because again, it's a it's a black energy, it's clippers, and clippers are machnes ve'na moitzi. The point of a clipper is 
it absorbs, it doesn't give. That's why it's like, a, it's like black. black. It's swallowing up. It's not giving. Light spreads. So it's like energy. So it can be absorbed by organisms. Everything is spiritual now. Clippers, when you do an Aveiro, you create dark energy, which is the clippers. And they're all about swallowing everything up. Huh? There is a parasite, yes. No, Aveiro is not. A mitzvah is not a parasite. A mitzvah is an outlet. It would be the opposite. Yeah, and Aveiro is a parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's not the one getting from the other, it's the person. Yeah, it is the one. It's not the Aveira that receives. It's by doing an Aveira you create parasites, clipos, and they will feed off whatever they found. So, yay! The person just did a mitzvah. Guys, let's feast! Why is it better to feed off of the energy from a mitzvah than the neshama? It's extra. It's plus. They'll they'll take both, but it's plus. It gives them extra kachas. One of the most revo- revolutionary treatments of cancer that are not yet on the market is genetic modification. Yeah. Where actually the idea, the dream would be it's to have a kind of... A, it's not yet on the market. No I'm, not ta- no, I'm not talking about genetic targeting of the tumor. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being able to... Uh, 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 trigger a, a, a genetic modification to mute the, whole body? To the cells, the okay. cancer cells. Okay. They should like mute from within and become healthy cells. They'd like, you know, like Otello, the game, old game, mm-hmm. yeah, right? But oh, like still around. Yeah. Like, like flip it. Instead of, instead of <laughs> killing it, instead of <laughs> killing it, can we flip it? You see? Because a parasite and a bacteria, we kill. A tumor, cancer, is nasty. It's like there. It's part of the cellular organism. It's not bacteria. But what if we could flip it? So they're still working on it. Mixed successes. But they're saying it's there. The technology is there. The knowledge should be there. They yet, didn't yet manage to completely like... To flip it or delete it? Or no, to flip it. To not delete it. I mean, not delete it, flip it. So the person can never, ever catch cancer anymore. Actually, yeah, he could. It's just going to be normal healthy cells. Whatever. You get it? Like, flip it. And then you don't care. You got cancer cell. Yeah, good. Whatever. It doesn't care. It's not bad. This should become good. Let's make a genetic mutation. Let's find a way to like inject something. Instead of having chemo or whatever that is going to burn them, let's flip them. Sounds good. Doesn't exist yet. You all hope it should exist speedily and every person who has a shalom is suffering from it should have a speedy recovery. But the, but the, the, 
The science, so to speak, is there. The medicine is there. It's like, it seems to be that it's like right in front of them, but they're not there yet. Still a lot of trials. Huh? The technology is not there. Yeah, the technology is not there. But it seems like it's on the table. We could at least discuss it as a plausible theory. But it could be it's going to take another 50 years. Hope not, but no, it could be. Sometimes other things in medicine took a long time. How long did it take for, for, for um, um, AIDS, for HIV? To, 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 I think it took 30 years. There's nothing really... No, there is. The triple, the triple, the try, the try. No, the try. Now there is. It's a try combination. It just... Yeah, but there's no treatment. No, but it, it keeps it dormant. The thing is never going to go anywhere. Okay, whatever. It's like you've created a box, you locked it inside, you threw away the key. And... Uh, Meaning, no, it's, it's today, like, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, a person was Chazor Shalom HIV positive, even by accident of a nibble. It was like, end of, you know, start, do you have, do you have a will? Or, uh, <laughs> no, that's what it was. Today is, okay. Meaning, you're going to have to take pills your whole life, but you're going to have the same life, exactly the same life expectancy and quality as any regular human being. You're just going to have to take very expensive pills. Uh, yeah, and how long did it take for them to find it? Yeah, but now everything is faster and faster. It could now be. Like so whatever. So you question the question, the answer to your question. Yes. Tshuva, is that science already achieved by Hashem? Understand? So cool. That's like instead of fighting the avera. No, 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 no. If the person regrets so much those averas to the point that it produced. The, the stamina and the force and the thrive to do tshuva, then that genetically modifies the Aveiri from within and flips it. So it's, it is similar to what Nechama said. Huh? It is similar to what Nechama said because mm-hmm. the energy that the Aveiri... Yeah, but she was, talking, no, she was talking about tshuva. No, she was talking regular. Yeah. When Nechama was talking the, like day to day. You're saying you're tshuva. Yeah, and tshuva is something else. Tshuva is Hashem already... Establishing this kind of genetic mutation from within. You can just flip it from within. And the day that will exist with cancer, it will, like cancer will not be an issue anymore. No one will care about cancer anymore because it's just going to be a bunch of healthy cells. Who cares? Yeah. I, this is like a more touchy, controversial question. Um, but when you have cases of like teachers in a Jewish school that it turns out were like molesting children. So that person got a job as a teacher, teacher. and a trader, let's say, which is like such a mitzvah, and was teaching Torah for a year, which is such a mitzvah, but really, whatever, maybe they also had a good motivations, but also this was what enabled them to then have access to victims, basically. Is that even Didn't you ask this question a mitzvah? Before? I asked this question before, but... I didn't feel like I got a great answer, and like this is a topic we're talking about. Like that's a mitzvah that gives energy, literally, to be to facilitate a horrible, like beyond avera. Is that even still a mitzvah? The the teaching of Torah that point on. I can tell you the the other rabbi that I asked was saying, well, could you really say that none of the Torah he taught was a good thing? Of course, a person who does something bad can also. I think it's more like what are we to say? What counts as a mitzvah in that regard? Right, you also said it's not our place to count, but because we're talking about what are good energies and bad energies, I'm curious your, your take on that. I, I see it in, in a very compar- com- compartmentalized way. What do you mean by that? Facts, facts, 
facts, not motivations. Everything stands for itself. If a person does something that now, this thing, as is, boxed in, going from minute this, from minute this, is positive, that's a mitzvah. Uh What the person did from here in his avera, that's an avera. The fact that this enabled him, I see that only as means and opportunities that he might have gotten in any circumstances. Understand? It happens to be, it happens to be that the means and opportunities for that person was through that work. It doesn't take away. I like, like really t- t- take it away. If I, I'm asking you, let's say I am, I am a, a sales rep. Okay? I don't have a fixed salary. I only get paid off commission okay i made i made a i made a sale two sales three sales so i can count my commissions okay now in in people actually the people that i sell to people that i sell to um give me for example cash or checks whatever i get the money or their credit card numbers imagine i embezzle money from my company okay i embezzle. they got me cash made the cash disappear or whatever part of it you name it. Or I use the credit card numbers again for something else. Okay? I mean, my company got the sales, they charged it, etc. But I had the credit card numbers. I just went dining. Okay? And I used the credit card, hoping that the guy is like such a big businessman will never find out. Duh, they did find out. I got fired. Okay, whatever. That's not the point. Do, let's say I get fired. Okay? I get fired, which in this case, it's with the, with the teacher also. He should and and hopefully did get fired. Uh, do I re- still receive my commissions? Yeah. Why? It, those are the, the this is but this is the means that allow me to embezzle money and steal from people. I shouldn't receive the money. I hear. Okay. You see, you see, but here the legal system is gonna say now let's compartmentalize, right? It's like let's not mix up everything. This is what you received. Now, it could be that the fine that I will receive for stealing and embezzling is going to be way more. Yeah, okay, but that's something else. It's not based on what I earned. You get it? Right. No, you will receive that money for what you earn. That's one thing. Now, for your embezzling and stealing money, you, okay, guys, without, it goes without saying that you have to pay it back. Plus, you have a fine. Plus, you have this. Plus, you have court expenses. Plus, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? So, so you're going to say, okay, so just take it from that. Because no, don't make things. So it's, it's, for me, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The Torah that he taught, and I think, was it? Torah is Torah. Mitzvah is a mitzvah. The Avera is an Avera. The rest is means and opportunities. But in a business, you would not... Yeah. So my follow-up to that, and I think it works both in your example and, and my question, is, however, a Torah school after, if they know, should not hire this teacher, even though he will teach Torah probably, if they hire him, I would assume that most principals would say, no, I am not hiring this person in my school. And likewise, this person who got paid his commission and got fired and did his jail time after he comes out of jail, it's not very likely, if there's not a cover-up, that he's going to get another job as a sales rep getting people's credit cards. So, it, like, meaning, yes, in what already happened, we could say that was a mitzvah, that was an avera. But then in the future, we will consider it as a means to an end, right? But you see, the difference is, here we are a little bit going already off the mimer, if not to say completely. The first part of the question was, the second part is, 
today's society's challenges. Uh, I agree with you. Um, there, is, there, there is an Indian in Alpi Halacha, for example, a Sheikhet, who more than once had a, a tray for coming out from him. Well, he shouldn't be a Sheikhet anymore. He should do another job, etc., etc., etc. I know that there are also sometimes intricacies. Uh, meaning, the logical line is, of course, and I don't think you'll find people disagreeing, that the line should be that the person should find another job. If you have, we can all understand, you have a hey, Sahara, you have flaws, but, but you don't want to do an Avera, okay, so first of all, get away from means and opportunities. Meaning, either or, or you want to do an Avera, well, then definitely you should get out of here. Or you don't want to do an Avera, well, then you should agree with me to get out of here. I mean, in, in any case, you should get out of there, right? Be, like, or, huh? Don't put yourself in position. If that's a weakness, and I'm not, and I'm not out judging, I'm going to talk with the guys. I'm not judging. Akadosh Baruch gave to everyone their Yetzara and their flaws. I'm not judging. But you're it, stepping away from doing, doing I'm just saying, no, do other, do other mitzvahs. If it's, an, if it's an a mitzvah that can lead, give you means and opportunities. Okay. If it's an, it's an a mitzvah. It's a, in, 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 Halo, in a mission, it says... Uh, very clearly, although we don't do it anymore, and also the circumstances have changed, but the halachas philosophy is very clearly there. For example, that a single person should not teach young children. Now you will think, oh, was that already a problem of pedophilia 2,000 years ago? No. Right away the Mishnah says, because the mothers come and pick them up, and sometimes it was on the outskirts of outskirts outskirts of town of town since the cheder was not always in the middle of the town and the young children don't walk home alone but the mother has come and pick them up so it's a problem of uh, getting to know and becoming too familiar cheder shouldn't be outside of town it should be a single person that that Etc. Etc. So you see what? So what does the Mishnah say? So what teaching is not a Torah. Teaching is a mitzvah. And teaching Torah is a mitzvah. But you still still watch out that you don't create means and opportunities that have nothing to do with mitzvahs. It uh, actually don't create means and opportunities in life at all. Not even you see when it's a mitzvah. That's the point. Yeah. Not even when it's a mitzvah. Yeah. And when it's not a mitzvah, well then even more no, uh, don't do it. Not, you should stop doing a mitzvah. It's not the mitzvah, no. It's not, you see, this is where the wording has to be rephrased. It's not some mitzvahs that have to be stopped. Means and, means and opportunities. Don't create means and opportunities, which will always be for some people with some people. Even when it's for a mitzvah. That's the, the nekodah. Do your mitzvah, but make sure that you don't create means and opportunities for the Yitzhahara to come knocking on your door. So find a way to teach Torah otherwise, you're saying. Yeah, the mitzvah, the do mitzvahs, no problem. Don't, but that's true in life even without mitzvahs. Don't put yourself, don't put yourself into temptation. All the, all the laws of Yichud. Most of the people that study the laws of Yichud say, ah, Yiddishkeit is so, so, so tight. I mean, like, so frigid. And so... Um, is it uptight? 
That's the yeah. word I was looking for. So frigid, so uptight, etc. Like you can't talk, you can't be, you can't. Oh, come on, give me a break. But then you know what? Then came 2018 or 2019 Me Too movement. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Well, let's see how many of all the Me Too cases would not have happened if Hilchas Yichud would have existed in the world. Oh, well, actually, that's like 90%. Okay, I think like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Okay, so what you were saying about uptight again? <laughs> okay, so uptight or protective? Like, it's a big difference. Like, suddenly, everybody's saying, you know, this whole promiscuity and everybody being together in the workplace and all over, etc., etc. You know, it creates a lot of stories which don't necessarily always go to, to the absolute rape. Sometimes it did, unfortunately. But even if it doesn't always go to there, definitely to inappropriate, to assault, etc., 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 etc. And suddenly, me too, me too, me too, me too. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, guys, learn Hilchas There's like, male celebrities now who, if they take a picture with, like, a female fan, they'll, like, if they're doing, like, a, usually they would do, like, a hug picture. So now there's, the guys will, like, stick their arm out behind <laughs> the girl so you can see that his hand is not on her. They're, like, yeah. really, really funny pictures. They're Shaiman Nagia. Yeah, I don't think there are, but anyways, <laughs> only when there's cameras. Okay. <laughs> anyways, we like went completely off. So what is the old, what is the alternate explanation? Okay, I, I remind, let's get back on track. So we finished this whole development of in Aveiro. Sully's the garment of a mitzvah. And he says a joyful servant is someone who does beautiful garments, meaning he does mitzvahs with no averis. And then we say, ah, so he's referring, so meaning in contrast to a simple servant who would do averis, which is not technically the simple servant that he described before. You following? Because it didn't describe that kind of simple servant. So, I, again, this is my suggestion. I suppose that since the simple servant that was described before was also someone who was not doing Averis. So like, big chiddish, big deal that the joyful servant doesn't do Averis. Neither does the simple servant. So I suppose that that is why the, the Rebbe Rashab said, or alternate explanation, which would be more in line with the way I described the simple servant as being someone who is 100% faithful, meaning not doing Averis either. So what will be the alternate explanation of beautifying garments since not doing Averis is a given because it exists even by the simple servant. So, and here we are discussing the, part, the extra edge of the joyful servant. So he says it's someone who is going to make sure not to have midos roes. Not to have bad human character traits. That's profound already. Because here we're talking about middos. We're talking about be not necess- it's not even behavioral. It's character. He's going to make sure to uproot from him middos roys, bad middos. Now if you want to have a list of middos roys, well, you take the first chapter of Tanya and you read 
the first chapter of Tanya, in the middle, where he's going to put them in the four, the four categories of, um, of fire, air, and water, and earth, where, so he's going to say, the bad, the bad character trait that comes from fire is anger, arrogance, the bad character trait that comes from air is um, frivolous, um, mocking, and also dvarim betalim, just futile, futile discussions. And the bad character trait that comes from water is uh, tivus. So actually, Tivus we already spoke about, and we spoke about Tivus and delicacies only as uh, in, in, their, in their concrete form, meaning going after Tivus. He is talking about the middays, having, and as far as earth go, so the bad middays, the bad character trait is uh, laziness and sadness. Apathy, yeah. So, ah, so now, oh, so now we understand that we're talking on a higher level. That means Taka, indeed, beautifying garments, he does mitzvahs, and he makes sure that since he is the one doing mitzvahs, his mitzvahs should not be sullied by his person. How can a mitzvah be sullied by a person? If you're a person that has bad character traits, then it, you contaminate the mitzvah, so to say. It's like greasy fingers. Like it's, so according to the first explanation, it's actually mud. Right? The Averis would be putting mud under the clove. And the other one is more like putting greasy fingers on a silky white thing. Like, hmm, why did you do that? Like, like well, you can barely see it. Yeah, but it's there. Like, you still... It's not as beautiful because it's who you are. So you see, oh, so here we're talking about a higher level. So again, I repeat my suggestion. My suggestion is that the reason that he's giving two explanations for his own metaphor is because he's talking about two kinds of simple servants. And in regard of the two kinds of simple servants, you have two kinds of joyful servants. You can have a low simple servant who will do Averas, and then in contrast with him, the joyful servant will be the one who will do mitzvahs without Averis. Or, option B, you have a simple servant who never does Averis. By the way, like the one described in this mimer. And then in this case, the, the joyful servant's edge over him is that not only does he do Averis, he also makes sure to root out any negative character traits. In this mimer, it comes with the words, Avraham, Yotza Mimeno Yishmael. Yitzchak, Yotza Mimeno Esav. Avraham, Yishmael came out of him, meaning Avraham's work was to uproot Chesed of Klippa. There shouldn't be a, a middle of Chesed that belongs to Klippa. And Yishmael shouldn't be a Gevur that belongs to Klippa. He should uproot them. Okay. Now let's go to number th- three. I know, it took a long time just for number two. Why? Right? Wow. Okay. Sort of the number one. Huh? Came out of means Yeah, yeah. 
That, that's how he explains it here. What does it mean, Yatsamimeno? Meaning he made sure that it should go out of him. Should go out of him. Meaning, Chesed is love. So Yatsamimeno They're in love, there can be also something forbidden. So it went out of him. So, so once it went out of him, now he's left with with the thing in its ideal uh, form. Yatsamimene went out of him, so so true, it doesn't necessarily have the word abrus, but I'm looking at the result. Let's go to the third thing. So what does cleaning the garments mean? Ah, oh, here is interesting, right? And what is particularly interesting is that, that it's particularly interesting is that, that, that it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it can be true, he's going to say something else than true. Is that it comes afterwards. Like, what do you mean? You clean? You clean? Like, yeah, one thing, you beautify. So, so it, why does it come afterwards? Because one, we're talking actually about making the gardens. You don't kind of like, you like creating them. This is no, that's number two. You create them in a beautiful way, making sure they should be beautiful. But in number two, you're so and what, what do you mean cleaning? What, so if you created them in a beautiful way, so what is the cleaning about? So here comes a very interesting and a deep, deep idea. As a human being, it doesn't matter how careful you are, the sheer fact that you're a physical being will always taint the, nash- the mitzvah and give it a kind of a, a, a heaviness, meaning something that will make it plump. Because it was done by a human being. So It's like, you know what, it's like, imagine the most beautiful picture, no, not picture, drawing, that you can get from a um, first grade, first class kindergarten kit. The most beautiful one. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, even the most beautiful one is going to be whatever. It's going to be a kindergarten drawing, right? Like, Besides the parents and the teacher, who actually believes it's beautiful? I actually don't think that the parents themselves and I witness as a parent that even the parents don't believe it's beautiful. <laughs> so why is it so beautiful? That's what you tell the kid. Word. Yeah, go ahead. Word mitzvahs create, like, same question. A mitzvah is made for humans to do. True. True. But no one wants I know I know and that is why as a parent I tell the kid it's a beautiful drawing and the teacher also but tells me because reassuring. <laughs> reassuring, not reassuring Yes yeah but it's a lie meaning it's not a lie meaning it's it beautiful it's beautiful the in the loves that in the param yes 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 not because even if the parent is yes. saying, Beautiful, You're, and they really think it's beautiful. They'll put it up. But no, it's beautiful because not. the child. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like parents or or siblings with their nieces and nephews showing the picture of the one 
day baby, isn't he beautiful? Nope, he's not. <laughs> okay, he's not. Like, he's like by all parameters, he is not. Oh, because the tachlis is is here. It's, but it will not be. Okay, but we have to. One second. But oh, so there's one way, however, to kick it off. There is a le- There is a way. To put the mitzvah on a rocket and shoot it off to space. What is that? Simcha shal mitzvah. Really? Yes. When a person rejoices for the opportunity that he has been given that to fulfill Hashem's will, which is, as you all said, that he as a human being should do it in, his, in this kindergarten world. And a person rejoices for that, meaning knowing and acknowledging I am in kindergarten. And it doesn't matter how beautiful my drawing is, it's a kindergarten drawing. But I'm so happy and empowered and blessed and bliss by the fact that Hashem wants this from me. That simcha, that joy, will shoot the mitzvah up. And gets rid of any of the teamedness of yes. the human. Yes, because it completely like goes into, it's all about the intention. You know what I'm saying? But it, so do, it doesn't it, matter. The mitzvah itself. It, 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 so but it's not the about impact, the mitzvah. But it is about, but then the impact of the mitzvah is going to be so much about the intention. Meaning you do the mitzvah at the same time the person has a simcha shel mitzvah, and it gives a tremendous drive to the mitzvah. The mitzvah is going to uplift. Now, don't think that in, in the case there isn't, the mitzvah is not going anywhere. The mitzvah is still going to ascend, and the person did the Abishter's will. And if you want to have the best proof for it, you said a bracha, vetzivano, that he commanded me. So, this is what he wants me to do. If not, it's a bracha levatala. If not, it's a bracha in vain. This is what he wants me to do. This is what I did. True. But know, however, that if you want to clean it, clean from what? I already made it beautiful. I am careful not to have errors. I'm even careful not to have bad middays. True. But you're a human being. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm being asked as a human being. Okay, but as such, your mitzvah can only go as far. Understand that. I know. I know. I know. No, the word "cleaning" here, I'm also a little bit puzzled by it. It's a. It's a. It's a. Polishing. It, yeah, it's like exactly. It's it's a different level of cleaning. It's a. It's like getting rid of materialism, cleaning, so to speak. Okay. Then we go to number four. So that. Basically, simcha, meaning the garment of simcha. Yeah. But no, but yeah, yeah, but behind the simple word, you have to understand why without that, the garments are not clean. Right. Because I'm a human being. And so at the end of the day, it's still done by Gashmias, by a Gashmias, a person. How far can it go already? So, mm-hmm. I mean, even with your best intentions, it's does still going to be just that. Huh? Does a Ben, a son, do things with simcha? Uh, the, yeah. Like in Fiddler on the Roof. 
The simcha of the Ben is, is of a higher nature. So is it's it like simcha, the same? No, it's of a higher nature. So does it, it do the same thing to him? The simcha of the Ben is a dveikos of achtos. He's okay. like constantly... Cleaving yeah, to cleave with Hashem's unity. Like he can, constantly he's in that state of symbiosis. So the mitzvahs and everything that all go along in this ge- in this general right. state of happiness of cleaving. Well, here we are in the evet, so there is a distance. I don't feel constantly connected. I'm so happy that I'm giving this choice. Simcha mitzvah. By the way, just girls know that it's written in Sfarim. It's interesting. We can we we would be able, but we would not do. It. We will not do it. We would be able to talk about our old tzaddikim, natural tzaddikim, and the answer is no. Do we know which ones weren't? Not all of them. But for example, it said about the Arizal that he only managed to start going up in higher and higher levels because of simcha shel mitzvah. Not simcha. You can't just say the word simcha. Simcha itself is not enough. Because then it sounds like we talk in Hasidim. We talk simcha, simcha. That is something else. General simcha. It's an idea in itself. Chavav in Tanya, being besimcha. But simcha shal mitzvah is very clearly defined. Meaning, knowing who you are and what your, what your maximum is and knowing that this is still what Hashem wants from you and l- losing yourself fully with genuine joy in the fact that you've been given this opportunity to do that. It takes bitul on one hand, it takes profound, profound nullification of one's self, and it takes also Yadiyah Sabaira, profound knowledge of the Creator, and, and perception and appreciation of that bond that is not created by the mitzvah, and then it like gives simcha. It's not a hippie yay yay simcha. It, it's a simcha that can be completely quiet. You know, it doesn't have to see. It's it's a bliss. It's like so so happy that I can get, I get to do this now. And this is attainable for us. He talks about it for even a simple servant. So what? I thought we were talking about the joyful servant specifically. We are. So what about a simple servant? No, a simple servant doesn't have simcha. We saw before. He just he said that he talks about it. In no. It's attainable. No. He said, is it attainable? He said, yes. For he us. She said, for us. She doesn't servant. say for the simple servant. You just said it. I said? I'm sorry. Did <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I, if no, I said, no, I misspoke. Mr. Nomaya said, like, is it attainable for us? And then yeah. I heard. Because I don't yes, think. Yes, he we... even talks about it in the case of a simple servant. Oh, so I was so just I, 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 Okay, maybe, maybe I got mixed up in my thoughts. No. It's attainable for us. No, not simple service. Maybe I said simple. He talks about it here in the joyful servant. This, that's how I know it's attainable for us because joyful servant is attainable for us. And so if it's attainable and for them, then... So it's attainable for us. It's also, like, technically, they could change. They can develop from a simple servant to a joyful servant. Yeah, true. But, yes. but still... I'm not saying it's not accessible for a simple servant. I'm saying a simple servant as such does not have that because that's not what a simple... Here is describing what a joyful servant has. Okay. I'm going to have 
go to the bathroom for a moment. So if you want to take a break, take a break. We'll continue that right over. Is this still a recording, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's being recorded. Should we pause that? Uh, I could, I could. Can I pause it? Yeah. 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 Okay, the fourth element is a beautiful vessel. What does beautiful vessels mean? Meaning, what does the Rabbi Shav says? What do I mean when I say that the simple, that the joyful servant serves his master with making sure that all the vessels are beautiful? What kind of thing in Avodah Hashem am I referring to? So you see, things can always, can sometimes always, can sometimes also be simple. They don't have to be complicated. Says the Rabbi Shav. Well, I mean that a joyful servant will make sure to use the most beautiful things that he can find in this world for Hashem. That's what he means by... It can also mean that... It can, meaning, first of all, let's talk... The fact, you know what? The fact that you're passionate, the fact that you want to do it, you'll do it with the hearts, you'll do it with your heart, you'll do it with beauty and physically. A person is going to try and, 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 and everything. When a person is going to build a synagogue, is want to do that should be beautiful. A person is going to take a mezuzah. He's going to take a beautiful one. Everything that he's going to take, he's going to take a beautiful thing. It's hid or mitzvah. But for him, that is his avoidah. That's, that's how it does it. That proves that he's a joyful servant. Because in the, again, when you are... When you are, uh, uh, when you are, uh, oh wow! Okay, no, I just had a bulb, a light bulb go on. Okay, no, because I think okay. when you when you have a vested interest, like you, it becomes yours. Then everything you do, you do it with you do it with care. And, and, and beauty when it's something that is important for you when it's something that is not important for you then all that matters is that you should you should be, be uh, accountable meaning be okay with your obligations that's all that matters it, the beauty doesn't matter when it's important for you then is it I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give an example, which is maybe not, I don't know if it's the best example, because kids, one of the things that parents always have to go, tell their kids is to, to clean their rooms. Now that actually doesn't always make a difference if it's boys or girls. Both the rooms can be a mess, etc., etc. But you see what the difference is? When they will finally, sometimes are, thanks to very efficient threats, uh, clean their room. It could be that it wasn't important enough not to clean the room before, be it boys or girls. But when they will do it, here you will see a difference between a boy and a girl. The boy, it's he will do it only because he has to and he doesn't want to be whatever, grounded, or you name it. He doesn't want to run into trouble. But it's going to be done quickly. Enough to go by the inspection. A girl, if already she decides to do the room, no. 
if I decide to do the rule, I'm gonna do the rule. I'm gonna go down on the rule. Meaning, no, if already, meaning, true, it was a mess, like for the last three weeks, but now I decide to clean the room, it's gonna be a Pesach or whatever, maybe not Pesach, but it's gonna be cleaning. Like for real, not just dumping things into the cupboard and throwing uh, something over the bed. That's it, done. No. You say, why? Because be it that maybe it wasn't important until then, but now I have like a vested interest. If already I'm doing it and I wanna do it well, I wanna have the pleasure of coming back into my room and, say, and, it, and, and it's, everything is neat and clean and put away. So, whereas the boy, actually he couldn't care less. Sometimes, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm in caricatures, but I still think that they apply to big percentages of boys and girls, where actually even afterwards, he still doesn't care less. Not, he just cares not to get into trouble. So, okay, so we have to just clean it enough not to get into trouble. There's no Hidul, you said. He won't do Hidul. Why should he do Hidul? Why should he be zealous? Like, why should he do plus? What for? For whom? No, he's not going to do plus. Yeah, go ahead. It is, you want to do something with your heart. When you do it with your heart, obviously, when you know there's better, you'll go for better. But do you mean like getting a No, but let's say it's like beautiful. No, just like someone who really cares what their neighbors think or something like that. Want to hear they, your name on the show. Exactly, they want to hear your yeah, name Yeah, okay, fine, I'm not. Of course, sometimes it can be done for a, a, a personal interest. Here he's talking about that a joyful servant, how is it going to express itself that he's a joyful servant? Well, even Begashmias, he will choose things. I don't know if I should tell you this. Tell us. Now please tell us. Do it. <laughs> so anyways, mitzvah. <laughs> you see, in the right ways, not uh, whatever. Uh, like really the person is happy to do a mitzvah so he's happy to do a mitzvah for whenever he can buy better he's gonna buy better okay when you buy a gift if money is not an issue okay, we're gonna go on the basis if money is not an issue then you're going to try if it's someone that you deeply care for then you're gonna go for the best why not because you want to do the best this is much more expensive but it's much better quality so let's go for that I, I Unless you think the person's not worth it, <laughs> which can happen. No, meaning, okay, it's just a friend. I'm not going to put that money. It's not, although I have the money, but fine. It's just, I mean, that's too much for just a birthday for a regular friend. Then it makes sense. But if you care for it, then the person's going that's Hidul Mitzvah. Beautiful verses. Now he gives a second explanation. And the second explanation is profound. And he says like this. What are vessels? What does it mean that the servant creates? Because we're talking about creating vessels. Vessels are the words of davening. Why are the words of davening created called vessels? It's because they are because they are created by man. 
And he explains that this is the difference also written in Hasidus between stones and bricks, where stones are heaven-made and thus, in a way, represent Tyra. Whereas bricks represent tefillah. Why do bricks represent tefillah? Because bricks are man-made. Take mortar, take clay, you bake it in an oven. So bricks are man-made. So he says, what does it mean he's doing vessels? The joyful servant is davening and beautifully, meaning it comes from the most profound of his heart with love and awe of Hashem. How does the simple servant daven? Fear. Huh? Fear. Just because. Just because. From page X to page Y. I don't understand. We don't see. (laughs) We don't see that like people. I feel like there's no people. Okay, I changed my mind. What? I just like I feel like I'm gonna go over the same argument again. So what were you to say? I, I was about to say <laughs> that like which people are doing all the business and like not doing any errors but like feel nothing. Then I realized that like that's the same thing as this and asking. Yeah, no, we also, talked about we it. Just back to the class. We did. We did talk at length. Like not every day that no, you're doing. No, but we're not doing. We're not doing. Sometimes you just need to sit and say the words just to. So again, we did we did discuss it last week, and I can tell you, I can tell you, that I know why number of people. Yeah, they are very they are shochanochin. So one hundred percent, you can't say that they have a passionate Yiddishkeit. They don't have a passionate Yiddishkeit. They they do it because that's the thing to do. True, we discussed it last week, and they do it. But true. They'll do vessels, but they won't be, they won't be beautiful vessels. You understand? Right. They won't be a fire decadavening. We are talking, this, this, the joyful servant very much describes the Benini, a chassid. Mm-hmm. Very much describes a chassid. Yeah, so and, 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 the, and the simple servant very much describes a veltisha. A veltisha means a, 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 a Jew, what's called a veltisha, meaning a Jew from the world who is Jewish, he's from, he's religious, and he knows this is the right thing to do, and um, fine, but he doesn't necessarily refine himself in Taivas, he doesn't necessarily be careful about his Midas Royce, <coughs> even Averis, but Averis that no one even realizes that there are Averis. He doesn't necessarily, he definitely does not have Simcha Shel Mitzvah. I don't have it. No, 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 I don't have it. I will tell you about it. Where it's definitely going to become a problem. You say you don't even understand how a problem can be like that. A person can be like that. I don't understand well, how people do any errors. In our day and age, yeah. well, because of Yerushalayim Kabbalah, sorry, but now in day and age, where it's definitely going to become a problem yeah. is in Chinuch. Yeah. 
yeah. That is definitely going yeah. to become a problem. Maybe going to become it's a problem. You yeah, can't it is. pass on that. You can't pass on that Kabbalah. Yeah, no. Very yeah. difficult. Meaning, no, you could pass it on in the Shtetlach and in the, in the Kehillahs where... Because I'm just so in like, yeah. this generation. I just yeah. don't... It it's not shy. It's, it's not, no. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a day, it could have worked. Where like, the system holds you. You understand? So I, I, I don't... I You're like, like, you're held by the I system. I can't say that because I don't know that system. No. But this system I know. To is, the is, is, by the way, by, by, by the way, no. to some extent, uh, Stanford Hill and Antwerp and Zurich, no, no, I'm sorry, are still in a way like dim remnants. Dim remnants, which but, are But it's still, which exactly, are but they're fading. But you still see how it used to be, you understand? Okay. You still meaning. Maybe Meir Sharm as well. Meaning, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because we're just talking about where we come from. Yeah, Meaning, but that that no, and also no, also because in Eretz Yisrael it is more Haredi and Haredi world. So I'm talking about Chutz Laaretz, okay? But outside, but still, you had places in Switzerland or in Belgium or not, where you had even after the war, it was reproduced for one or two generations. So my mind is the current generation. But but true, hitting now the third generation, if not the fourth generation after the war. It's 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 falling apart. Meaning, it's this is not what it's holding. It's either either you're passionate yourself and you're in it yourself, or you're not. And, and uh, it's true. I read. I I read I read a book. I mean, I think it also exists in. in a, Okay, it, it, I, don't, I don't know if it exists in, in, in English. It exists in Hebrew. It's called Hayoitim. Hayoitim talks about people who become not from. And uh, so, it's, it's so it's a sociological um, um, study. study. Yeah, thank you. And so actually, this, what is very interesting in the book is contrary to common belief that there is one cause or isn't one cause. Why would people study that? Uh, when you're an educator. Why? Or a Is rabbi. Like a report uh, written yeah, it's what? a study. What's As an educator and a rabbi, it's very interesting. You want to know if you, if you can know why, why, why what we're doing wrong. You can and, and the answer yeah, is so the why, actually the answer is like everything. Uh, like, no, but basically it's not one thing. It's like it's it's like a spectrum, a spectrum. It's not you can say oh it's because you just got. It's 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 so many factors. So many factors. It's like we discussed with like so many factors, like twenty. Like really, what is it? I think it's the main uh, it's the main thing of the the study. I think I think it was translated from English. I read it in Hebrew. It's called Hayotzim, but in Hebrew, no, that's in Hebrew. Those who leave. Those who leave. Don't remember okay. a woman. It's we so like we discuss how like the uh, bend. What I what I love love the most is What I love the most is that I also thought that there was like two or three main reasons, and there aren't. Like it goes, it, yeah, and it Why goes, and it goes. Just so few reasons. I, because, Why? because, because you think that it could be simple things to fix, and no, it's like it can be. There's such a variety and such a spectrum of things going. From childhood, yeah. through parent-children relationship, through school events, through exposure to the world, through personal, like it, it's like all over the world. And actually, the question is not even so much about how to prevent it. The question is how to make Yiddishkeit welcoming enough 
for them to be able to come back. Which so is interesting. I like that idea. Meaning, honestly, trying to prevent it is, is like there's so many yeah. places. It's like, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you can try. You can try. But. It's not like any revamping. It's a complete slip. Because yes, like, it is. it's like the story of the further you pull the arrow back, then when you shoot it, the further it goes. So if you have the one generation who don't, like they were, they were taught by people who didn't really feel it, then they don't really feel it, and now they're teaching the next generation it's a vicious cycle. If you get one generation who really pulls that arrow back to themselves, they really giving it over from a, from a place of like truly believing it and wanting to give it over, the kids will, the younger generations will definitely feed off of that. Might. In that case, but the parent-child relationship in the house will not be a factor. You're still left with X, Y, Z. Other things outside that can be a factor. I hear you. I hear you. It could be taka that exists less and less. No, oh, why was I, why was I talking about that? Exactly, taka. It goes your way. Where one of, so again, it's one of the answers. It's like one of the, because she only, she only like, it's really a study. She, she talked with, I don't know, 300 people. Like really ex- ex- extensive research work in an academic way and trying to understand and not taking simple answers for, no, 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 no you're not going to give me, like, like she pushed people to like, go, go, to tell, go further. So amongst, again, the numerous circumstances. One of them is exactly the one that you're describing now, is where the guy said, I was 14 years old, and I didn't want to go to shul, etc. And my father said, well, you have to. And I said, why? He said, because you have to, because that's the way it is. And, 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 I, and I said to my father, the kid says, I said to my father, the fact that you I doing all of that without loving a thing of it, that's your choice. You cannot decide that I have to live that way. Mm-hmm. He said, and my father went like blank and didn't say work, and I walked away, and that day, that's the moment I decided completely not to come. I mean, his father was speechless, meaning, like, I have nothing to say. Meaning, he you're, like, you're like, put the and finger he on it. From his father, and like, it worked for him, from his father. Yeah, but that, but so for could be that he, that father, got it from his father, yeah, that's and then that's the way we do it, and it worked because well, because there was a kehilla, there was a shtetl, there well, was a because their lives have changed. So he said it's not because you decided you accepted you live your life like that. I'm not going to live my life. You don't love it, and you still do it. Fine, it's your choice. You know what? Then we talk about Hats off for your sake. I don't have to do it. Like you yourself don't love it either. So why why should you why should I force myself to do something I don't love? And he, the father is just like maybe he would have come up with an answer a half an hour later, but it's the fact that you don't have an answer right away that is like it's a deafening silence. Like, so you don't have an answer. So you're right. Meaning you agree. You don't love what you're doing. Well, actually, I guess the father couldn't really disagree. I mean, like you can see when someone does something all the time. Uh, but his heart is not in it. But he's doing it because you have to do it. Kabbalah told Malchat Shemaim. But it, it's interesting because some people become not from, and Baal Hashem, other people become from. 
and, and but they choose. They don't become because as a simple servant. I don't think someone becomes a Jew, a former Jew, as a simple servant. Thing I'll do it, although it's terrible and horrible and I'm miserable. I'm like no, that that's just not going to work. Now we have to finish this class with at least not getting to number five. <laughs> so one thing we got beautiful vessels. So beautiful vessels is Yidavans, and Yidavans with passion. By the way, one of the indicators, also going back to Chinuch, and has to be put, it's very difficult to teach tefillah to kids, because talking to God is abstract, etc., 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 and it's going to become this age where it's going to bore them. But on the other hand, a lot of emphasis has to be put in it, again, for teenagers, because it is going to be a, a, an indicator of your relationship with Hashem. When someone does not love Yiddishkeit, one of the very strong indicators will be davening. Because, like, got nothing to say. I mean, it's difficult just to say words. I don't feel like saying it. So, it's just an indicator. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm talking about teenagers than young kids. Young kids, it's because they don't understand and, and they don't relate to it, etc. Et but later on, teenagers, it's like more already a statement um, when you don't know. And if, if, if words are a problem, I, I, gen- I seriously think that people should learn at least to say one passage in English, even if we're talking about from kids. Because uh, at least it will... Because if it allows the connection, it allows the, it allows the the talk, the way the way of talking. I once had um, a Jew who was studying to do tshuva, um, and he he came to my house, and so so we started the meal, and now he was a self. He was a professor of history and geography. He was in his 50s. He started to do tshuva. Long story. Maybe one day I'll tell you his story. But we started, so we... Anyways, we did hamoitzi, and there was kiddush, and hamoitzi, and then, and then afterwards, at the end of the meal, there was dessert, so there was fruits, and there was cake. And uh, he tells me, Rabbi, you're making a lot of blessings. Say yeah, well, there's a blessing for everything. There's a blessing on the wine, a blessing on the bread. He said, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but I don't understand why. I said, well, because there's different blessings for everything. Well, I kind of repeated myself. He said, no, I know that, but I, I don't understand why. It's because I bought this uh, prayer book. Uh, he he bought it in uh, with a French translation because it was in France. And he said, but I found over there one blessing. And you see, every morning I wake up, I take my shower, I do everything I need, I shave, and then I prepare my breakfast, I have my bread, my French baguette, etc., the whole thing, and my coffee, and then I sit down, like, interesting, and then he folds his hands, okay? He says, I fold my hands. I wanted to tell him that's, that's maybe not, uh, okay, maybe wrong, wrong religion. Uh, but anyway, he says, I fold my hands, and then he says, and I say... Now he he said it in French what he says and he said it in French I'll say the, the, the translation of what he said in English he said blessed be you O God Lord of the world that everything was created by your word and I eat 
I said everything. And I thought to myself, wow, I've never said Shehakar like this, Yid says Shehakar. I say Shehakar because because that's the bracha. Like, he says Shehakar. And he says Shehakar in such a passionate way that he now doesn't understand why does he have to say something else. I just said that everything was created through your word. Like, what? What is there to say more? Shehakol niya bidvaro. Well, I said, you know what? You have a point. Actually, Halacha says that if you say Shehakol, you yoytze. But I explained them. I explained that the rabbis you know, wanted to put the importance of the bread and of the wine. It's a question of importance, etc., etc. You see beautiful vessels? When you say the words, but you say the words, ah, it's a different words. It's not the same words. Shehakal is not Shehakal. It's, it's a whole different statement. And last but not least, good wine in precious vessels. In one line, thinking about the mystical intention of the mitzvahs. Doing the mitzvahs with their mystical intention. As a subtitle, well not title, as a subline of that, learning chassidus. Seriously. Meaning, a joyful servant is someone who makes birurim, okay? Who makes birurim, delicacies. Who makes mitzvahs beautifully. Not only is he careful not to do averus, but he's careful not to have bad mitzvahs in his soul. And he also is careful to have a simcha shal mitzvah. To do the mitzvah with the joy of the privilege that he has to do a mitzvah for Hashem. And he dams and he prays with his heart and with his emotions. And when he does a mitzvah, he knows what profound ideas there is in this mitzvah. Because he came to Mayanot. And he learned a lot of chassidus. That's it for today. We had a very long class, but very, I hope, um, insightful for you. Um, n- n- next.